the camera pans in over Little Wanderon. There's a light dusting of snow on the ground. Where did it come from? <laughs> it was planned. <laughs> of course it was planned. The traffic is light. There are speeders parked on the street. It's evening. And again. Again. How can you tell? <laughs> so, do you need me to explain? Wait, we're still on Coruscant, aren't we? You're still we? on Coruscant, yeah. Okay. So you're on one of the big avenues. You can actually see the, the sky okay. from where you are. They tell us it's the sky. Mm-hmm. So the camera pans in to Bronctoni Bible Cuisine through the large main window. Bronctoni's is quiet tonight. Snoober has bought out the entire front of the restaurant. They've got life day decorations up. They've got glass balls hanging from chandeliers and garlands around the railings and a small tree in the corner. Snoober's first present was to buy out the restaurant, so I have no one I fear to put my back to. <laughs> That's right. This is the first time he has gotten I, you to, like, that sit. I'm not facing the door. Yeah, face to face. <laughs> we usually eat side by side. Mm-hmm. And so now I can uh, put my chin on my flipper hands and gaze longingly into his reptilian eyes. So I booked us a couple nights at uh, this nice resort in uh, in Anselm on Gleansom. Nice oh, snooby. Nice beach stay. We got sand. We got water. We got everything we need. All of our favorite things. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be hot, but there's water, so it's fine. <laughs> And it's salt water. Mm-hmm. My least favorite kind, but, you know. Your conversation goes on for a little while. Mm-hmm. And somebody brings out your food. It is... What did you have last time you were here? Well, actually, as part of my presence, Snoober had them prepare it within sight in a corner of the restaurant. Mm-hmm. Well, they actually have one of those sort of... Like... Sushi preparation okay, yeah, areas. Yeah. So you can see what they're mm-hmm. doing. Yeah. It's just engineered for my mm-hmm. my sensitivities. Yep. That's probably why you picked this place in the first place. Oh, did I? I yes, well, I did pick it. One, it's halfway between Ganga Town and the Blacklight District. Our life is a compromise. Mm-hmm. They have a mixture of aquatic and live creature food. Mm-hmm. The surf and turf to match our relationship. And you can see the kitchen. Yes. Oh. All of my favorite things. Uh, so they bring out a couple of plates of various eggs, things that are wiggling, mm-hmm. seaweed wrapped prawns, some lovely sea seawater, iced seawater. <laughs> Splash it on your gills. Yeah. <laughs> it's a palate refresher. You know, it's where they bring out the hot, like the hot towel to yeah. clean your hands, yeah. and it's it's like a hot seawater towel to just like. Yeah. And then I, I reach over and like. Snoopy's snout. Uh, he, wipe, wipe off a little bit. He, he doesn't like that. He's got much. some dry scales on the end of his it. snout, and so I kind of like exfoliate that a little bit. <laughs> uh, I got you something else. Oh, Snoopy! What could it be? And he reaches under the table and he pulls out a sort of a medium sized box. It is wood and metal. And he hands it to you. I. I take it and look for, is it just like easy open? Can I just lift the lid? Mm-hmm. You okay. just sla- snap the I don't. Snaps. I don't have to solve a complicated no. puzzle to open the box? Nope. <laughs> okay. 
it would have really satisfied my... <laughs> uh, I open the box carefully and set the lid aside. The box seemed light for what is inside. It's a blaster. What? Snoopy! Listen, it only does stun. It doesn't even have another <laughs> setting. Oh, Snoover! I know it's a little big for you, but uh, you look further into the box and there's a uh, fancy leather holster as well. Amazing! Ooh, Indiana Jones. Uh, so yeah, you've been getting into trouble. <laughs> but this might come in Nothing handy. Nothing you can't get me out of, Snoover. Well, now you can get yourself out of it. That's I have to funny. work a little less. <laughs> oh, Snoober, this is wonderful, but however will I hide it up my sleeve? I mean, you can keep that one, too. <laughs> I know. This one's a little more intimidating than that little lady blaster. I don't. Don't knock my lady blaster. I'm not. I'm not. Oh, Snoopy, this is lovely. Thank you so much. Yeah. I can stun so many dims with this. <laughs> You're welcome. I feel like people would be more likely to use a stun gun willy-nilly just because they can just stun people and run away, you mm -hmm. know? Yeah. And, like, if someone annoys you, if some jerk is hitting on you at the bar... Just stun them. Just stun them. Yeah. Yeah, it's perfect. Except you're still pulling out a gun at a bar. Well, I mean, the bars I frequent aren't the type to... They've seen, they've seen stuff go down before. Yeah, it's amazing you go to those bars. <laughs> As a paranoid person. It's the nice places where that you think are safe and they're not. Well, I have something for you, Snoober. Snoobs. My Snoobidoo. I pull out a... Um, let's see, what would it be wrapped with? What do lizards like? It would be wrapped with, like, jungle leaves. <laughs> it's wrapped actually with a leaf. Yeah, a very large leaf. Great. It's tied together with twine. This is great. He undoes the twine and opens up the leaf. And inside are honey-covered insects. Ooh. Yes. These I look great. Can you listen to eat honey? It's fine. Sure. Snooper can eat honey. Snooper can eat honey. Yeah, Snooper can eat honey. He has the teeth for it. It's a shame I already ordered dessert. <laughs> well, you can save these for later, but Snoopy, I'm so flattered you'd think of me that way. <laughs> Uh, before long, another waiter comes out with a jellied shrimp and ant dish. Ooh, a, a great delicacy. Mm -hmm, yeah. And the ocean dudes. You two have your dessert, and uh, the evening is over before it seems like it should be. <laughs> it's it's rather um, uneventful evening for Cart. No one's shooting at her. Yeah. She's not shooting at anybody. Um, the two of you grab your jackets and uh, head out the front of the restaurant. For the first and last time. Where June has been waiting this whole time with this meter running. <laughs> Hi, June. Hey. Drop you off at she... home. <laughs> She's still a little um, peeved at him because his skills are not quite as effective in combat He's as, been trying. as has been touted, but he has been practicing and mm -hmm. she appreciates the effort. Yeah. He asked if he can drop you off at home. And she thinks about saying, drop me off a block from home. But she, you know, it's life day. It's a day to live. 
She's like, no, I would like to be dropped off at my front door, please. What's, what's your address? And she tells him. Wow. I'm not telling you. I'm telling him. Okay. The... I know. She's just full of, like, she's just full of optimism on life day. And tomorrow it all goes out the window. So the last time we saw Carp, she burned her last home. Well, she's where, got a new one. Yeah, where is it? I can't keep track of her apartments now. I've already lived on Dak Ave. Yep. Little Onderon. Yep. You haven't lived on in Little Onderon before. Oh, I haven't? Yeah, it's a little further down, right, than Dak Avenue. Yeah, but, you know, it's a little closer to Snooby, so... Yeah. I think I think I live in Little Onderon now. Okay. So the drive to your new apartment is short. You really just have to drive right around the corner mm-hmm. before you're home. And uh, Snoober gets out and opens the door for you. Like a gentle lizard. Mm-hmm. Like the gentle lizard he is. Uh, I'll see you soon. Oh, Snoopy, this has been such a wonderful life day. Smooches. Now, see, uh, Kark is not like this around anybody else. Uh-huh. Like, you know, like, this is so out of character for her. But she, she's got a soft spot. I mean, she's, she's pretty soft all over. She's a squid. <laughs> but she has a softer spot for Snoober. So she... Yeah. Fawns over him. I'll see you soon. Farewell, my love. You round the corner and make your way into the big square that this group of four apartments a little on the ground are on. And find your way to yours. You know, I... Snooper's still on the street, so now, like, the glamour has faded. I actually, you know, look over my shoulder and check both ways to make sure nobody's watching me before I enter my apartment. You're hair on the door is still there. Yes, it is. But there's It's a... actually, there's now three. There's one on the top, one on the bottom, and one on the side. They're all there. Yeah. Who knows where they came from? I, I, I'm not sure. I just picked them up when I see them. This package. Inside or outside my door? Outside your door. Outside my door. Oh, oh no. Oh no. No, 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 no. I didn't order anything. I, I like back like 10 feet up i snoopy <laughs> he uh, was just about to get in his car and he, he gets out what th- there's a box here there's a package you didn't send me a package did you uh no someone else must have sent you a, a present or something oh no this this is breaking all kinds of security measures i'm sure it's fine <laughs> snooper how long have you known me <laughs> it is never fine an unwarranted package showing up at my door because um, we all know that I use like a P.O. box mm-hmm. to disguise my actual address. Yeah. So there should never, ever be a package coming to my house. Well, there is. All right, do I, can I have like something that's, sca- I, surely I have something in my apartment that will scan. Yeah. Well, um, let's, let's actually pull out some dice. Ah, I got you. He's like, we're not going to roll today. I'm like, I bet I'm going to roll today. Uh, they're in the, the pork bag. You're going to need a yellow and you're going to need two purples. Why two purple? Because it's nighttime. What does that have to do with, like, radar scanning? Oh, you're, you're, I'm just having you check it out right now. Oh, so I'm looking You're at looking it. at it from the outside. And apparently I can't turn on the whole light or something. No, it's outside. It's fine. Okay. You it don't looks, have your guide out, so I don't know what these mean. It all canceled out. It looks okay. like a box. Okay. There are lots of... My suspicion checks out. Yep, it is a box. It is a box. There are multiple stamps. It looks like it came a long way. It's, it's, it's been planet hopping. It's a little beat up. Yeah. 
Who's it from? Is there a return address? There's no return address? How did they get to me without a return address? But you see that there are a pair of names okay. on the outside. It's from Janet and Kishi. Oh my gosh. I don't want to open it because one of them might be in there. <laughs> this is large enough for both of them to be in there. Are there little air holes poked in it? No. Okay, great. At least <laughs> they're, if they're, they're are, not they're, there, they're dead. They're so. not on purpose. Uh, like, do I don't you, know that those names actually make me feel any better about opening whatever's inside. Do you need me to open up? Do you need June to open it for you? Yes! Oh, that's a fantastic idea. June, June, come here and make yourself useful. <sighs> Fine. I, like, back way up to the other end of the hallway. Uh, June puts his hazard lights on and locks the, the speeder door. Can we at least go in? Into my apartment? No. It's cold out here. What if something escapes into my apartment? <sighs> Fine. June. I really enjoy this contentious relationship I have with June and Mark. I'm, I know I'm doing something that Mark doesn't want me to do because he keeps putting his head in his hand. No, this is this is fine. <laughs> Everything's always fine. June pulls a little vibro knife off his belt and vibro blade. It's a little knife. What's the difference? Same thing. Okay. Uh, he pulls a little vibro blade off his belt and uh, cuts through the tape on the top of it and opens it up. And... I'm like comically looking over his shoulder, but 10 feet away, trying to see. He sort of rifles through it. Oh, great. Yeah, let's roll a perception check for June, even though he's probably really bad at it. I bet he's got two cunning, though. Unlike other people who just have one cunning. Two advantages. Well, that's good. So he rifles through it, you hear the sound of rustling paper, and he moves something big out of the way, and reaches in, and when he pulls his hand out, in it, there's a thermal detonator. Oh my god. I knew they'd come back to finish the job. Uh, it's not on. Do you want this? Do I, do I want the thermal detonator? No. No, um, I do not. Uh, you don't want, can I have it? Yes. <laughs> wait, wait. So we're sure it's unarmed. It yes. looks like it works, but it's not on. Huh. Not primed. Okay, I'll keep it. Just the one. All right, he tosses it. No! <laughs> what is wrong with you? I capture it in like my, my flippery little hands, because I just oiled them, are like bouncing it back and forth like a hot potato. Yeah. Until finally I like catch it right on the tip. Tips of my little fingers. There's some other crap in here. Oh, now, now I'm expecting like weaponry and eh, nothing dangerous. I kind of edge forward. I mean, the first thing, if they were gonna kill me, they would. The first thing would have blown up already. Yeah. So and I kind of peek forward and see all of this, this junk. You see the top half of a Wookie. What an actual Wookie? No, it's a cardboard cutout. Okay. Because I know what the thermal detonator was used for. <laughs> Looking closer, it is Dirk Burton. Oh my god. From gosh. Heights and Depths. Life size cardboard cutout. I am simultaneously repelled and enamored of this. <laughs> Do you take it out? Yes. Okay, you take it out and you it stand is it Dirk up. Burton. It is Dirk Burton. It is taller than you. Because well, he's a Wookiee. I mean, it's only the top half of him, so it's not. Oh no, it's, it was just folled in oh, half to fit in the box. In I'm actually quite pleased. Mm hmm. 
At the very least, I feel like I can set him up in front of the doorway to startle any would-be intruders into the front door. Yes. Yes. So it is a, I can put him up next to the window so people think someone's home. Mm-hmm. It's actually quite a thoughtful security measure they've given me, and I just assume that they know that. Yeah. Um, Snoover's rifling through the box now. So there's something else in here. There's a little... I look over. Uh, After setting out my cardboard cutout. It's like a little holographic square card kind of thing. And he hands it to you. And I take it, hold it up. It is a slightly blurry hollow photo of another Heights and Depths actor. Yeah. And I want you to roll another perception check. This one's easy. But do I know another? I mean, I know Cart knows all of the actors, but do I, Nikki Smetters, know who you're about to refer to? Yes. Okay. At first glance, it sure looks like Saul Vanderbeek. <gasps> but then on closer inspection, you realize that it's his twin brother, Rod Vanderbeek. Oh, you can tell because there's just that one slight little birthmark. Wait, what? what's their, um, what creatures are they again? They are Kosians. Which? They're lizardy. They have beaks. Okay, and they have that's hair. right. Because I. He's got like slicked back I, black hair. I'm not sure whether I met Snoober first or watched this show. You watched, I watched this the show, show first, first. for so sure. So one of my. Like, I got a name of Vice with Snoober because of his, the resemblance he bears. It looks like that's all that's in there. I'm, I'm kind of lovingly holding out the hollow photo. It's a weird collection of stuff. Well, they're a re- weird collection of people. You associate with some strange people. No, they associate with me. <laughs> surprised Apka didn't leave something here for you. I'm a little surprised too. He usually loves in- he usually loves his little encoded messages. I guess. Overall, I'm fairly pleased. Yeah. I'm pretty pleased. I have not sure what to do with the thermal detonator, but I have a nice dirt burden cardboard cutout. Yep. Uh, and we'll I have mustache. a lovely hollow photo, a slightly blurry. Vanderbeek's brother, <laughs> probably clandestinely. Yeah, in someone a way, like in at a, a restaurant or something, like being a jerk and sneaking the photo. Yeah, I would guess that if you like, okay, so it's a hollow photo, so there's probably some electronic bit to it. If you dug into it, maybe you would find that it was taken by Chlorin. <laughs> Great. <laughs> <laughs> So now I have evidence. Maybe. <laughs> I guess that's it. Do you want me to throw out the box? Yes, please. Dispose of the box. June, dispose of the box. <laughs> June grabs the box and goes around to the dumpster and tosses it in. All right. Wonderful. Thank you so much, June. No problem. <laughs> June goes back on to the speeder and turns it on. Happy life day, Carp. Happy life day, Snoover. Uh, Snoover turns and walks into the speeder. Make sure you get into your apartment before yes, they drive he's away. Yeah, safely inside. Mm-hmm. So conscious yep. of my my well-being. Yep. Our camera rises up from this apartment courtyard and travels over the rooftops of Little Onderon to the zoo. Twinkling lights cover the trees and railings, and families are walking around looking at all the animals. The camera zooms into one particular family looking at the snowbirds. As Mimi, Shrelby, Stasis, and Beverly watch the birds, one flutters away from the flock and perches near Mimi, looking at her with love. Rounding the corner, we make our way to a cul-de-sac. 
one house has a dozen speeders parked in front of it. The interior is chaos, as a large family of Cathars is joined by their extended family. Children are running around with their new gifts, blasting each other with foam shooter blasters, and playing new musical instruments. In the corner, Moxie opens her gift, a new hoverboard. She catches the eye of her eldest brother from across the room and gets a wink. We move up through the levels to Dak Avenue, and in through a window to a warm living room. A Tegruta puts a holodisc on the player and offers a hand to Amiri Allen. The two start dancing to the smooth sounds of Chandraza's holiday album. A few blocks over, a family of basilisks gather around the Life Day meal. They all hold hands and tell each other what they're thankful for. Sol Dixon looks distracted for a moment, but perks up when it comes around the table to him. As the camera moves up, we see the Jedi Temple in the distance. We'll get there, but not yet. At the top of the tallest hotel downtown, we find a bar named the Steeple Rock. Snow is falling lightly, but the outdoor bar has heat lamps to keep its patrons warm. Abothan sits at the bar nursing a Karelian whiskey. Kurt watches the GNN coverage of the Life Day Truce on Ot Rockin. Across the bar we see a Keldor with an antique-looking mask. Sitting across the table, another Keldor opens a small box, bringing out a necklace. We see an expression of delight creep around the edges of their breath mask. A screen wipe takes us deep down into the bottom of the city. A small sign over a staircase down into a basement reads, Underworld Investigations. Inside there's a fire going. Wedge Nasul, pipe in hand, takes a bottle of Alderanian brandy off a high shelf and offers it to Rondo Pepsi. Rondo pours a couple glasses, and the two sit down for a chat about what the new year might bring. A few blocks away, our camera moves through a small window with a blue orb hanging outside it. Afka is cracking open a can of wet food for Vectivus before the two settle in for a quiet night, watching old black and white detective hollows instead of worrying over the message boards. Close by, we find an abandoned place. A Zabrak and a Thalothian wander around with their glow rods out, looking for interesting scrap. Zook kneels down and picks something up, showing it to their companion. It's a mask, shiny and chrome-like. Jog nods and Zook puts it in their satchel at his side. We move up a few levels and find a lone Athorian. In front of Wefig is a small tree. He's carefully and deliberately pruning it into a pleasing shape. A few doors down, the camera zooms into a small mechanics shop. A blue Twi'lek points, directing his friend Jax, who is putting up ornaments on the Life Day tree. Back up through a few levels, and we find a Trandoshan on a hollow call with his uncle. Trask can't keep the smile off his face as he talks about his newest gig, a voiceover guest spot on the newest season of Captain Godfish. And up in the top of the Jedi Temple, a Pantoran Jedi Knight with his two apprentices join Master Debo Bend and a group of other Padawans for a meditation session. Debo speaks to the group about the living force that connects all living beings. He wanders to the large window on the side of the meditation chamber. The snow is falling more heavily now, muffling the sounds of the city. The lights in the many skyscrapers twinkle like millions of stars.